Social Zoom Factor, episode 167. Driving results in business these days takes something special. It's a combination of the right info and the right energy. Pam Moore has both and is here to help you avoid the pitfalls and guide your business and life by leveraging and integrating social media, powerful branding, and digital marketing. Welcome to Social Zoom Factor. Now it's time to live life zoomed. Does your current website or blog got you down? Do you need a better hosting platform to help your business zoom turbo versus speeds that are slow and holding you back? No need to look any further than our partner HostGator. Have an existing site? No worries. They can seamlessly transfer your existing site for free and have you zooming turbo in no time for as little as $4 a month. Check them out at HostGator.com and save 30% on new hosting packages using the coupon code Zoom or simply go to socialzoomfactor.com slash HostGator. The Marketing Nuts Agency helps companies transform their social and digital business from the inside out. Visit their website at www.themarketingnutswithaz.com for a client list, case studies, and some amazing free resources to get you started down the path of success. Hey there, Zoomers, and welcome to Social Zoom Factor. This is your host, Pam Moore. Today, we are digging into a very important topic, and it is in regard to content marketing, and specifically, we're talking about evergreen content. So if you don't have any idea what I'm talking about, this is the podcast for you. If you have never even heard of evergreen content marketing, this is your podcast episode, my friends. We are going to put evergreen content into a nutshell, and by the time you are are done listening to this podcast, you are not only going to understand what evergreen content is, you are going to understand the benefits of it to your business and your life potentially, as well as some tips of how to best implement evergreen content, as well as 15 ideas for types of of evergreen content that you can get started on today. And even if you have some experience and you know about content marketing, you know that you shouldn't be throwing social content spaghetti on the wall, and even if you already know what evergreen content marketing is, I guarantee you still will be able to get some valuable tips and knowledge from this podcast today. Now, I want to tell you before we get started that I have loads of resources, so worksheets and content calendar templates and uh, white papers and podcasts available for many of the topics that we are covering today. All of those will be available at socialzoomfactor.com slash 167 because the this is episode 167. So I will link to some of the top podcasts that I have done on content marketing. A few of those include episode 177, which will help you specifically with a content calendar. And there you can download our content calendar template. Just go to socialzoomfactor.com slash calendar. Uh, episode 150 talks about 
how to create epic content uh, that your audience will devour. Episode 131 talks about shareable content and how to make your content more shareable. Episode 117 talks about the Google mobile friendly update. So that's in regard to your content and your website, making sure that you are designing content and an experience for the mobile user. And then episode 118, we talked about the content code with Mark Schaefer. And that's a very important episode in understanding communities and alpha audiences, that type of thing, as well as episode 97, where we talked about influence marketing and creating co-created content with influencers in your niche. And then I have others that I've done on how to maximize and monetize content. So taking content you've already published and produced and then how to reuse that. So I will include links to all of those resources for you, but I encourage you, particularly if you are new to content marketing or you have been doing content marketing for a long time and you're not seeing a result, instead of spending the next month on just writing more content, I would really encourage you to dig into these types of resources and and dig into your data and understand why or why not is your content working? What is working? What's not working? And how can you, you know, tweak, rinse, repeat, and optimize, like I always say, so you can get the best absolute investment out of your time and money that you are putting into content because you're spending time, you're spending money on content. You might as well make the most of it and get the highest return that you possibly can. So let's go ahead, let's dig in and get started. And let's first talk about what do we mean by evergreen content? Let's put this in a nutshell. And to get started, the first thing I want to define is the word evergreen. So according to Wikipedia, Wikipedia, an evergreen is a plant that has leaves throughout the year that are always green. And this contrasts with plants which completely lose their foliage during the winter or dry season. So think about that analogy and that definition as it comes to our content for our business. It's the same thing, okay? We don't want our content leaves to fall off. Evergreen content is content that is always is going to be there. It's going to be healthy. It's going to not lose its foliage during the winter or the dry season. Okay. And then it goes on to say, deciduous trees shed their leaves usually as an adaptation to a cold or dry wet season. Evergreen trees do not lose leaves, but each tree loses its leaves gradually and not all at once. Okay. I'd love that because if you think about content marketing and you think about evergreen content, there may be some pieces that you're going to need to update as we go because not every single piece of content is going to be valid for the next 10 to 20 years. Okay. So there may be some things that you're going to need to update, but the goal with evergreen content is that it's going to lose its luster gradually. It's not going to happen all at once. It's not like you're writing a piece of content on a trend that's dead in two months, you know, and nobody's going to look at it after that. So the key with evergreen content is that it ranks well in the search engines. Google loves good, timeless, evergreen content. 
So to maximize this opportunity, you need to do things like performing keyword searches and research and figuring out what are those optimal keywords? What's that optimal content? What's that content that not everybody else in your industry has already written a hundred blog posts each on? What is the content that will serve your audience? You know, check out things like Google keyword tools, uh, trends, Google trends, and do some searches on Twitter, do some searches on some of the other social networks where your audience is hanging out and see what content pops to the top, see what people are talking about. And if you're working with an agency or a consultant, they should be able to pull some reports for you and use some tools that we use out there to really help you figure out what is the best content for you to invest in. Because there's tools that we use that can tell us whether a piece of content is going to perform well, how many other pieces of content exist with those same topics. And sometimes just tweaking even a headline and tweaking some of the content is in there that can make it perform so much better. So when you're thinking about evergreen content, two of the top words I want to come to mind for you are relevance and value because it's content that will always be valuable to your audience. So that's why you must know your audience. And if you don't, I encourage you to go download our audience analysis worksheet, go to socialzoomfactor.com slash audience, and it will help you prioritize your audience. Because if you do not know your audience, if you do not know what is going to inspire, to educate, to entertain, empower, and delight them, then you're going to have a hard time writing evergreen content that your audience is going to love and that Google is going to love, okay? You need to know your audience and you need to know what is valuable to them. What evergreen content is not, okay? It's not necessarily trendy content. It's not content on a latest fad. Um, It's not usually... news, okay? However, there is some form of evergreen content for big news, okay? So it could be a huge feature of a tool or technology in your industry, in your niche. It could be a a huge um, announcement of a regulation. Maybe you work in medical or finance or insurance or I don't know what industry you're in, you know, something that is big. Some of those pieces of content can be evergreen. We've had pieces of content that have been driving massive traffic to our sites for over five years that are feature, major feature releases from some of the major social networks, for example, because that's big in our industry. Um, What evergreen content is also not statistics or data that is going to continuously change. However, historical data that has a meaning can be evergreen content. So there's both art and science to that. Whatever green content is also not pieces of content about holiday season. Okay, so it could be just specific uh, Christmas or you know e-commerce holiday shopping tips over the holiday or whatever industry you're in. If there's something big going on on Easter or Fourth of July or whatever it may be, however, seasonal content can be leveraged and maximized year over year, but it just may need to be tweaked. So it is still current and that it's, you know, going to rank well in the search engines because we found that a lot of times that holiday content does not rank all year long unless somebody's looking for those specific keywords. Now, a couple things before we start talking about the types of evergreen content is to know that 
good evergreen content requires you to follow good content marketing best practices, okay? So if you are not implementing a solid foundation for content marketing, if you don't have a content calendar, you need to get one. Go download our template at socialzonevector.com slash calendar and include evergreen content along with your more news or trendy or other content that is more in the moment. You want to be able to integrate and weave in uh, evergreen content. You don't want to have an entire platform that is all evergreen because you you may start to sound a little bit boring and, and dry. You want to make sure you have a combination and a healthy balance of trendy content and personal content and you know different mediums and flavors, all those things that we talk about on this podcast. But you need to make sure that that content is inspiring, it's educating, it's entertaining, empowering, and it is delighting. And it is not about what everybody else is writing about, okay? So find ways that you can differentiate, make it visual, make it helpful, keep it simple. Um, The success is going to be in the details. With evergreen content marketing, you need to take time to invest in well-researched, information-rich content and have depth on that content that's actually going to help your audience. So it's not necessarily a sev- always a 750 word blog post. It may be a 2000 to 2500 page blog post that also includes a white paper and also includes a template or a, a a worksheet of some sort, like our content calendars. And that's why we provide those things. Those are evergreen pieces of content. Every single one of my customers, every single person who's managing a business or working in marketing needs to have a content calendar. Every person needs to know their audience. So why do you think I'm always telling you about those resources on this podcast? It's not just because I want to get you to subscribe and and to be so I can communicate and sell to you through my email marketing. I don't even sell through my email marketing um, platform. So you you know if you've signed up for resources uh, through our email marketing, I'm always providing you more resources. So I ask you to sign up for those those templates and those tutorials and worksheets so that they can help you build your business, right? I know that they are foundational things that you need, okay? And when it comes to best practices, you cannot forget mobile marketing. And I've, I've done some podcasts and blog posts on this in the past, so I encourage you to check those out. Make sure you are familiar with the Google mobile get-in, uh, their mobile-friendly update that they recently did, and what that means for your blog and your website and your online business presence, according to Google. You need to be thinking mobile first, not after the fact. If you are not solving for and making an amazing experience for that mobile user, you are losing them at hello. Okay. So you can't ignore that. So if you are listening to this and you're, you are kind of freaking out when I'm saying this, because you know, your site is not mobile responsive, you know, it's not giving a good mobile experience to those mobile users. You need to go do your research and you need to fix that ASAP. And if you need help, you know, our agency can always help you. We're at the marketing nuts with a Z.com. Now let's, let's, summarize this before we move on to the tips. So evergreen content is content that is going to be sustainable. It is going to be timeless. It is going to provide value to your audience on an ongoing basis. It's things that your your readers, your audience, your ideal customer needs now in six months, in a year, and potentially even five years from now. Okay. I have white papers that are evergreen. I have worksheets that are evergreen that 
our audience has been devouring for one, two, three, five plus years. Okay, that is evergreen content. And the benefits of evergreen content are that it enables you to maximize that investment. It enables you to truly help your audience. It enables you to to get the highest possible ROI that you can out of the content that you are creating while at the same time providing very high value to the people who are lucky enough to find and devour that content. Okay. They, they are lucky when they find this content. They are, they benefit from the content. It's not just a a piece of content that you're blabbing about yourself. It is a piece of content that that reader is like, wow, I just hit the jackpot in finding this. You know, that's the best way I like to define evergreen content. So let's shift gears now and let's talk about 15 ideas and tips for you to create evergreen content. We're going to go through these pretty quickly because some of them are pretty simple. So number one, we have brand stories about your company, your leadership, and maybe you, okay? So you need to learn how to tell brand stories. And I recently just did an episode on this. I go in detail on foundational elements for how you can build your own brand story and continuously tell stories utilizing your online platform. And that is in episode 161. It's brand storytelling in a nutshell. So I encourage you to check that out. But remember and be careful though, as many confuse brand storytelling with spamming and bragging about themselves, okay? 24-7, 365 days of the year. Storytelling is not necessarily all about you. You can also make it about your audience. So you can include your audience with that. You can tell stories of your experience. It's not saying, here I am, here's what I do, and here's all the things I'm going to do for you. No, you're telling stories. You're engaging your audience. You can share lessons learned. You can share your journey You can share uh, videos and podcasts. You can talk about what you believe. You know, it's within our DNA as human beings to want to connect and be in community with people who believe the same things that we do. So think about ways that you can share your beliefs, that you can share your identity, that you can share who and what you are, share the employees within your company. We have a video that we created in 2012 called the What We Believe, and we talk about what we believe as a company, what we believe as people, and and how marketing and digital and social can impact our lives and our business. And you can just go do a search on Google and and you know search for either Heartbeat of Social Media or, or What we believe video and you will see our video there. It comes up on Google and uh, that has had, you know, tremendous value to our business. A lot of the leads that we get watch that video and they just really are able to connect. They see what we believe in. And we created that when we started our second agency after our first agency sold after a couple of years. And when we launched the, the second agency, that was one of the first things we did as we were putting our brand story together and our branding platform and architecture was we wanted to put into one video who and what we are. And I'll tell you the ROI from that has been out the roof. So you don't always have to spend a ton of money on these things. You don't always have to spend a ton of time. You just need to make those messages the right messages and they need to be real and they need to be human and they need to be able to connect with your audience. Tip number two idea is life and business hacks. So 
people love this. So your audience and your ideal customer, they want to know how you run your business and your life. Okay. We have so many leads and and potential clients that come to us and they say, I want to know how you do what you do. How are you doing this? I mean, I have had Fortune 10 brands that have hired us on the premise of saying, Pam, I want you to do for us what you've done for yourself and for your agency. Okay. People want to know how you are successful. They want to know your failures. They want to know where you're struggling. So think about the tips that you can help other people. And here you need to get specific and you can't make them just all about you. You need to get specific and share your secrets, share your absolute best stuff. And the more that you share, the better content that you share, the quicker you are going to establish trust and the better you're going to be able to build relationships with that audience. Idea number three is how-to guides and tutorials, okay? So this could be a 101, 201 guide um, all the way up to super advanced, you know, like a 401, 501 level. But start at the beginning level. So initially, I would say if you're just getting started in evergreen content, write for the beginner. That's going to be easier for you. And then move your way up to advanced and see how people respond to that beginning content. And what we have found and with many of our clients is we are amazed how well that beginner content does. And if you even look at my podcast, I have, this is episode 167. There is a lot of foundation content that I put into this podcast. And that is why there's a reason why I do that because I did my research up front. I know what content my audience wants. I know what content was working on my website and on my blog. Okay. I know what content is getting shared across all the social networks. And I know what content people wanted more of. And a lot of that content is very basic. People want step-by-step directions on how to do things. So you can share demonstrations showing how you're doing something. You can incorporate video. You can incorporate live streaming to do this. There's all the live streaming apps that have recently launched. So Periscope and Meerkat and Blab is a platform for collaboration that you can share and demonstrate and talk about things with multiple people. Um, But make sure that you are incorporating video and you are sharing more of you. There's a reason you're incorporating that video. There's, There's something more they're going to get from the video or the podcasting or the audio, whatever the the medium is that you're using something more than just reading a straight blog post from you because there's nothing more that people don't like than if they uh, read a text blog from you and then they go to the podcast and it's exactly the same thing of you reading that or it's a video and it's exactly the same thing. So as you're integrating different mediums, make sure that you're providing value with each one of those. But how-to guides, tutorials, they are slam dunk, as is idea number four, which is frequently asked questions. So just think about the questions that people are asking you. And if you have a community online or offline, ask them, what are your top questions? How can I best help you? Um, What are the things that keep you up at night? You need to know those things about your audience anyway. And make a list of those. Make a list of the questions that you receive when you meet with customers, the questions that you receive when you go out to a networking meeting or when you're online or when you're on the phone with a customer and just start to create some content around those. And, you know, one question could be a multi-series of evergreen content. 
Idea number five is industry data and statistics. So this could be definitions. This could be acronyms. This could be rules and regulations, government regulations in your industry. It could be statistics that are going to be historical in nature or that are going to be somewhat evergreen that are going to be useful. Okay. But industry data and statistics, make sure that you're providing, um, a backup, you you are validating the source of where you got that information and that people know that you are a trusted go-to resource for that information. And that is a great way to create evergreen content over time. If your industry has a lot of industry data and statistics, you can just curate content and become a go-to source for that. So I know we're getting deep into some content now and we still have 10 more ideas and tips for you to create evergreen content. But before we move further, we need to hear a word from our sponsors. So please give them a listen and we will be right back. Would you like to get your business Zooming Turbo online, but don't know where to start? Is website development not your thing? Check out HostGator.com for all of your hosting needs. They have easy one-click WordPress installs or drag and drop website builders. If you need even more help, their website design, setup, SEO, and even managed services can have you Zooming in no time. We have been hosting our own and client sites at HostGator for years, and I can personally validate that their service by far beats out their competition. With one little tweet, email, or chat conversation, they are there and ready to help you Zoom or resolve any issues that may come up 24-7, 365 days of the year. HostGator has the capacity to grow with you and scale when and how you need them to without headache or costing you a fortune. Check out HostGator.com today and save 30% on new hosting packages with coupon code Zoom or simply go to socialzoomfactor.com slash HostGator. Again, that's social zoomfactor.com slash host gator. Do you ever feel stuck in a rut like your online business and social business isn't all that it could be? The Marketing Nuts Agency helps small businesses clear up to the Fortune 50 brands, provide clarity and vision for current and future programs. The Marketing Nuts believe in ROI-driven decision-making while still inspiring audiences with relevant content. From social business strategy and consultation, influencer marketing, to corporate training and workshops, and fully outsourced digital and social programs, the Marketing Nuts helps you prioritize your investment, impact business goals, and inspire your audience to invest in a relationship with you. To start the conversation, visit www.themarketingnuts.com with a Z.com. I'm back. All right. Idea number six. So ways that you can create evergreen content is covering real-time events. So let's say you're hosting an event and you have paid good money and you have a, a Rolodex of keynote speakers that are top in their game and you have paid good money for them to come present at your event, or maybe they've just done it out of the kindness of their heart. Uh, and you have a video of that, or you have an audio of that, that could be good evergreen content. Assuming that that keynote speaker, for example, is providing an evergreen content type of topic. But videos, 
audio, even photos of real time events can be really helpful and evergreen because people love to also go back in time. And particularly if you are launching a different type of event every year, let's say you're doing an event annually, that content becomes useful over time, right? As people look back and they'll say, hey, what did that event look like last year? You know, let's go take a look at those, um, that keynote speaking reel and see who presented last year and what was that content like. But you can really optimize some of the keywords for a keynote speaker, for content at an event and, and drive some valuable search engine traffic if you do it right. Idea number seven is white papers and eBooks. And I talked a little bit about this earlier in the podcast, but this is basically taking content that you have. So tips, so it could be, for example, could be like these 15 ideas I'm giving you today for evergreen content is perfect for a white paper. So I can go easily create a, a white paper that, that, showcases these 15 ideas. I could put them into an ebook and I could leverage this probably for the next five years in my business because evergreen content is not going to go out of style, my friends. So this podcast today is a perfect example of evergreen content because I can slice and dice this podcast today. I can turn it into a presentation. I can turn it into a worksheet. I can turn it into white paper. Um, I can make an ebook. I could do a video out of it, right? That's, that's evergreen content that can be repurposed over and over. Idea number eight is worksheets, okay, or, or things that are going to highlight a methodology. So that's where I talked about our audience analysis worksheet. We have our content calendar. I have a SWOT analysis worksheet. You know, we have loads of resources. You can go check out our websites and blogs and you will see the amount of resources that we're providing. We provide you tips and tools and the actual resources that we are using in our business to help our clients. We're giving you behind the scenes look at it. And many times the clients that then start working with us, they have completed these worksheets. And oftentimes they've, they've completed the audience analysis worksheet. They've tried to work on their content calendar. They maybe have created some of the steps we put in white papers. And then they come to us and say, okay, Pam, I've taken this as far as I can. I need you to help me take it the rest of the way. But I love it because once they start working with us, they know our methodology. They know how we work. They have done their homework. And so we're able to get started with them a lot faster. And it helps that conversion pipeline. It helps that close to that sale happen much faster because oftentimes by the time a new lead comes to us, they're not even looking at other agencies or consultants. We have nurtured that relationship along the way. And 90% of the time, we're the only agency that they're talking to. So that's where you want to get, my friends. You want to get to where you are establishing trust, you are establishing authority, and you're doing that through your content. You're doing that through building relationships with real human beings, okay? That's how you are going to grow your business. Tip number nine is presentation. So this is one of my favorite for creating once and using many. And I have a case study here. Uh, I have a presentation. This is just one of many examples I have that I did back in 2012 for the Rochester Institute of Technology. And I did one presentation and they wanted me to, to do it kind of in a numbered style. They asked me to cover, you know, a load of tips of what uh, these students and business leaders should do and should not do when it comes to social media. What did social media mean? So I did 28 uh, or 34 social media truths in a nutshell. Okay. So I did one presentation on that. Then over the course of the next few years, 
I did one blog post on every single one of those social media truths, okay? Those blog posts have turned into videos. They've turned into podcasts. And the presentation has almost a million views out on SlideShare. Okay, so talk about evergreen content. That was created in 2012, and it is still driving traffic to our website and blogs today. We are still generating leads because of that piece of content, okay? And I and then I did a couple different blog posts and podcasts talking about how we did that. So it's the ROI from that one deck is out the roof. So you wanna think about content of how you can create once and you can use that content over and over. And presentations for me are a great way because for me, a presentation is not about reading um, from books bullets on a slide. It's about putting your your ideas and your thoughts and how-to information, whatever it may be, into a format that is very simple, easy to digest and understand. And so you're able to take from that and really establish some thought leadership if you do it the right way. Tip number 10 is processes for specific tools or technology in your industry. So whatever it may be in your industry, getting really specific on exactly how somebody can do something. Okay. So this could be uh, like Facebook. One of our top posts was how to create, how to transition your Facebook personal profile page to a business page. Okay. So back in the day that when Facebook launched a new feature that enabled us to be able to take a personal profile, because many people had set up their Facebook personal profiles on accident or even knowingly did so wrong. And it really should have been a business page. So there's a process that you can follow to actually turn that into a business page with likes. Okay. That is specific how to information that takes time, that took research. Um, The amount of time that I put into that post was quite a bit. However, the ROI has been very high on it. All right. So usually when you are working on specific processes for tools and tech in your industry, it's going, that's one of those posts that's going to take you a while. But if you do it right, and if it's not something that everybody in your industry is writing on, the ROI on that is going to be quite high. Tip number 11 would be a list of resources for your ideal customer, for your industry, for your niche. So this could be a a list of resources of just tips, could be a list of resources of go-to technology, go-to people, go-to leaders, go-to businesses. Um, what What are the things that your ideal customer needs? What are the resources that they need? And my guess is you probably can think about all sorts of lists different lists of resources that you can create. And that is why the numbered blog post um, that says 10 tips, 10 strategies, 10 ways, you know, five top ways, those work. And in the past, I've had a lot of people that have, not a lot, but some people that have given me a hard time and say, why do you always do the 10 tips? You know what? People like it. They like things to be broke down. I have, I have customers that are at Fortune 10 companies that are, are my client now because they printed out my top 10 tips. They've shown me pictures of it being hung in a, on their, in their office, on their bulletin board. They've made posters out of them. I have universities that have made posters out of my 10 tips. Okay. People like resources. People like a list of things. They like you to put it in a box. And so when you're creating evergreen content, 
That's why I say it's so important that you know your customer and that you know how they want to consume information from you because that is going to help you prioritize all these things we're talking about today. And it's going to help you, you know, put your hands on your ears, la, 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 when people are telling you something and telling you to do something and you're not going to care what they're saying because you know they're wrong because they don't know your customer. So that's why you have to be really, really careful who you listen to when it comes to creating content for your audience. The only person you need to know is your customer. You need to know your audience and and you need to know the data that supports that. And that's how you need to be making your decisions and priorities, period. Uh, Tip number 12 is predictions. So these posts work very well. And it's not that they always rank really well on Google for a long time, but we've seen great value in predictions posts, specifically for our industry. And I know a lot of other industries and some of our clients' industries where this works well too. So every year I'll do a post that says, you know, my top 10, 15, whatever it may be, predictions for that year in our specific industry. And I'm in obviously, you know, technology and marketing. And so I love looking back at those two and seeing where I'm right or where I'm wrong. So I recently just started uh, resharing some of the ones that I did for like 2014. And that was really interesting to see where I was right and wrong. I was pretty much right on. You know, I've been saying for the past few years that community was going to be more formalized by business, that mobile was coming. I mean, all of these things that now so many marketers are finally just getting there like, oh, yeah, I need to build a community. Yeah, we've been telling you that for the past 15 years. But, you know, I'm glad that people are finally getting a hold of that. But predictions um, can help in establishing your authority and establishing thought leadership um, within your specific industry, because it's going to take you understanding that industry and niche in order to make a prediction. You shouldn't make a prediction unless you really know what you're talking about, um, because I do think that sometimes the predictions posts get very much overused and overrated. So make sure you're careful with that. Tip number 13 is curated content from other people. So this is where you can tap into your VIP friends and family, tap into industry leaders within your niche, uh, people that you know, maybe people you would like to get to know. Even if you don't know them, this is a great opportunity for you to reach out to industry leaders and say, hey, would you like to be part of this curated blog post that I'm doing. Um, I would like to include maybe a quote from you. I would like to include a tip, maybe a favorite tool that you have for our industry. Um, you could just ask for simply favorites. What's your favorite you know, thing to do with ABC, whatever you're talking about? Or you could do a simple interview. So a lot of people do a lot of interviews where if they, a lot of people writing is just not their thing. So they don't like to sit down and write a blog post. So curated content can work really well for organizations that don't yet have an on-staff writer or they don't haven't really found their voice. So, you know, it's risky if you're only doing curated content. I would not say only do curated content, but it is a great way to, to fill in the gaps a little bit and to also get some content that particularly if you're tapping into, you know, other people's content, other people's community, OPC, you know me, baby, then you can also get more shareability of some of those blog posts as well. But don't do that only so you can get those influencers to share that content because a lot of times um, the content ends up being junk. So you want to always focus on quality content. Even if you are curating content from other people, make sure it is as high quality as it possibly can be. 
Tip number 14 is case studies and testimonials. This is pretty straightforward. So this is case studies from your clients, testimonials from your clients. Could be case studies from your industry. I love doing case studies of and testimonials for brands that inspire me. You know, I did one last year. I was in, I did a lot of traveling um, internationally last year and I was in Poland and I was in Greece and I was in Spain and I had a couple really good experiences at hotels and at um, Delta Airlines made me really happy on a couple different um, trips. And so I did a couple different podcasts on, you know, the one was the power of a smile and customer experience. And I talked about my experience with Delta Airlines and, um, so sharing your own stories that get back that gets back to brand storytelling and you can incorporate a case study that you have actually experienced and that can be good or bad be careful with you know only having negative ones you want to make sure you have some positive ones in there too but then tap into the power of the case studies obviously for your own customers maybe your niche your industry leaders within your niche and then last but not least is simply inspirational and motivational quotes, okay? Quotes are some of the highest shared content, retweeted content on Twitter, believe it or not. So you can you can put out a quote on Twitter and add the hashtag quote or quotes and you're just about guaranteed to at least be retweeted by a few people. And um, I have a couple blog posts I've done on inspirational quotes. I have one for... Uh, inspirational entrepreneurial quotes and they're kind of good life quotes. And, you know, maybe I'll put a link to that on the show notes page for this episode, but that's a timeless type of evergreen content and it's personal. So for me, it's, it's very human and it's a way that people can connect with me. You know, I think it has 44 of my favorite inspirational uh, entrepreneurial quotes. So uh, check it out. I'll put it in the show notes page, but there you have it. We have evergreen content in a nutshell and I provided you 15 ideas for you to create amazing evergreen content. So no excuses now, my friends. I hope that this podcast has helped you understand the power, the benefits, the definition, the why you should be thinking about your content and taking time to create not only amazing content, but also evergreen content because it is going to absolutely help your business. And I hope that I've given you some ideas, some strategies, and some tips that you can implement to starting today because that's what this podcast is about, is Zooming your life and Zooming your business. And I always want to leave you with actionable insights and takeaways that you can implement today. So that's all I have for you. I wish you an amazing week. That's a wrap. If you're ready to Zoom your business and Zoom your life, then don't let the end of this episode be the end of your journey. Visit socialzoomfactor.com slash Zoom for incredible free resources and guides. And be sure to join the Social Zoom Factor mailing list so you never miss an episode. We'll see you next time on Social Zoom Factor.